An entitled Karen prevents a cancer patient from ringing the celebratory bell that would state that they are cancer-free and instead demands that her spoiled child should ring the bell instead, claiming that their stupid child deserves to ring this bell way more than this recovering cancer patient. And I've never seen this level of cruelty and entitlement in my entire life. Here's what happened. So I first off want to say there's so many good things happening in my life, and one of those being that my body is cancer-free, but with the good comes the bad as well as this mind-boggling encounter that happened as I was leaving the clinic this morning. I was just a witness and the lady who was the target of Mama Karen and the entitled brat was happy for me to share this with the world. So for those of you unfamiliar with a cancer ward or a clinic where chemo is administrated, and I pray you always will be unfamiliar with it, there is a little brass bell. The bell is a symbol of hope for all. It marks the end of treatment and the ringing in of a new chapter. And that new chapter is hopefully cancer-free. For me, I vomited right before I rang the bell because the anxiety of the unknown was almost as bad as chemo itself. But that's a story for another time. Today, it was Jane's turn to ring the bell. Jane is not her real name. Jane is a really lovely lady. She's 58 years old with stage 2 ovarian cancer. She had a hysterectomy followed by chemo. Jane's diagnosis is great, but she's had it rough. During the hysterectomy, she almost bled out due to undiagnosed complications and this left her hospitalized for over three weeks. It delayed her treatment by over a month and left her fearing for the worst. Jane really is the most lovely woman you could ever meet. She's the grandma that everyone wants to have, but is kind of glad that they don't. She's funny and loving, but can give you a look that makes you back away like you're staring down a hungry grizzly bear. Everyone that interacts with Jane loves her, and honestly, the woman saved my sanity on more than one occasion during my treatment. Another thing that may differ from ward to ward is the chemo room itself. The patients in ours sit in a little oval room that's like a giant lounge with comfy chairs and a little TV. There are drinks and biscuits off to one side and room enough for 10 patients and up to two visitors. As I was leaving my appointment, I saw Jane's daughter, who informed me today was the day. So I decided to stick around to see her ring the bell. And I am so glad that I did. A couple weeks ago, a new patient joined the group. We will call him Sam. That's not his real name. Sam seems like a relatively nice older gentleman with an absolute awful excuse of a daughter and a grandchild. In the limited interactions I've had with these two entitled brats, I've seen the daughter stealing biscuits off of people who are currently hooked up to chemo machines, as well as the mother screaming at nurses for reprimanding the child when she attempted to rip the cannulas out of patients' arms. I genuinely have no idea why the facility hasn't banned this entitled Karen and her stupid brat. Well, like I said, today was the day that Jane would ring the bell. Unlike some places, Places where the bell is on the wall, our unit has a little old-fashioned brass bell that the nurses keep behind the desk 90% of the time. Today, just as Jane was getting ready to hopefully walk out for the final time, the nurse brought the bell over to the little side table. At first, the little fallen angel didn't notice the bell. She was too busy attempting to crush the souls of the elderly, as well as the souls of the sick, by playing with her switch. Not loud enough to be kicked out, but just loud enough to be annoying and incredibly distracting. Once Jane was was ready, the nurse stood by the little side table and made a short speech about Jane and her final day of the journey. Just as the speech was wrapping up, the tiny terror shot out of nowhere, almost knocking Jane to the ground. She reached up and grabbed the bell. Now Jane, being the no-nonsense granny that she is, took the bell out of baby Beelzebub's hands and firmly but gently said, no honey, that isn't for you. It's not a toy. And my gods, did that unleash some kind of mythological demon? Because the 
screech that child released at being told no was loud enough to shatter glass. This entitled brat lunged at Jane, trying to grab the bell from her hand. All the while, the entitled Karen of a mother stood there and started screaming at Jane. She started to say, You can't do that. She's an innocent child. What kind of disgusting woman takes a toy from an innocent child? You're a horrible person. Give her back that bell right now. You don't need it. She deserves it more. Honestly, this entitled Karen and all the things she was saying was a lot. It also wasn't even a conversation. I'm pretty sure she just growled it all in one breath. The harpy screeches went on for about 30 seconds of just incomprehensible nonsense. Eventually, Bertha Big Mac waddled her way over to Jane to try and take the bell from her. But Jane did not have time for this stupid lady. Jane's got a bell to ring and a life to live. So as this rampaging rhino gets up to Jane, Jane goes full heathen mode on her. She looks this entitled Karen dead in the eye and says to her something I honestly will never forget. She says, your father must have been the bad guys during World War II in his past life if he got to be lumped up with such a sorry excuse for a daughter. And when she said this, this took everybody by surprise. As there was a brief pause before Jane unleashed everything that she had been wanting to say to this Cerberus. Jane continued, do you have any idea how exhausting it is to finish a round of treatment with you and your obnoxious brat around making everybody's lives miserable? I know God is testing us, but my God, we already have cancer now. Do I have to be saddled up with you two as well? You are disgusting. You are entitled and you are selfish. You are poorly behaved and your child is just as awful as you are. And I hate saying that to an innocent child, but my God, she's awful. I've never hated children before until I met yours because she's truly that awful. She's not been kicked out of school because the teachers are targeting her. She's been kicked out of school because she's an entitled bully, just like her entitled stupid mother. And if you want any hope of her having a decent life, you'd better become a decent parent and correct some of her behavior. But oh, that's right. That would require correcting your own behavior. You disgusting, abominable excuse for a human being. It was glorious. Awful, awkward, and silent. Betty Big Mouth had suddenly been struck dumb. The tantruming Tara was gaping like a fish out of water. And then there was Sam. Sam broke the silence when he started laughing. Like a deep belly, full-bodied laugh. The entitled Karen looked horrified. She was angry, mystified, and humiliated as her father laughed hysterically. And to be fair, I don't think any of us knew how to react. And one felt like an hour, but was most likely just about a minute. Sam stopped laughing and told his daughter and granddaughter that they can either sit down and shut up or go wait in the car. He then told Jane to go ahead and ring the bell. The slain beast and her stupid kids slinked back to their seats, where they both sat shell-shocked, while Jane rang the bell. We clapped, some of the cheap seats clapped a little too enthusiastically, and then Jane, her daughter, and I sauntered out of the room. Jane and I parted ways at the hospital entrance, and I wish her the world of luck, but I have a feeling that she won't need it. If you can slay two Karens in one 90-second rant, cancer is nothing. I love Jane, but my God, I'm so glad she isn't my grandma. Jane is absolutely amazing. I think when you go through that much turmoil and that much anxiety towards an illness that you have, dealing with an entitled Karen and their stupid brat is probably the least of your worries. She handled that like a pro. She let out every frustration she's been dealing with and let them know exactly what was up. And honestly, it was so well-deserved. That entitled Karen and her stupid child were so out of line, it's not even funny. Like, there's literally no excuse that would excuse the way they were acting. And I'm so surprised that Sam didn't decide to step in and try and correct his daughter and granddaughter a little bit earlier. You would think he would at least notice what was going on and tell them, hey, you need to get lost. So honestly, I wish Jane the absolute best of luck. 
luck, and hopefully this cancer is gone forever. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My girlfriend keeps trying to force me to be friends with her sister's fiance, despite the fact that he's incredibly toxic and has stabbed me in the back multiple times. But despite it all, she won't let it go and demands that I gather some kind of friendship with this guy. And now I seriously don't know what to do. So since the beginning of this relationship, my girlfriend keeps trying to get me to be friends with her sister and her sister's fiance. Well, from the start, we never mesh well due to how different her family is and I was honestly pretty quiet and reserved. Initially, it was a cultural shock for me because I am white and they are all Chinese. I kind of picked up on some things that were happening concerning interactions with her sister as well as her fiance. For the sake of privacy, we'll call her sister Jane and her fiance John. Towards the beginning of the relationship, one of the things that my girlfriend would try to do would be to get us to game together on mobile games because that's how they interacted with each other and bonded. So she figured it would be a great way to get to know them. Now I tried to get into the same games with them, but I felt like I was an outcast because I was so new to the game and that I couldn't really enjoy the game and I felt like I was ruining the dynamic. I felt this way because everyone would get super silent whenever I would lose or do something that was dumb in game. So initially, gaming didn't really work out and I feel like they kind of used that to form an image of me like I was some kind of idiot incapable of being productive in regards to the team. As time went on, we randomly would go out to eat at restaurants and I felt like John was ignoring me a lot of the times in conversations because every time I tried to engage with everyone at the table, he would basically gloss over what I'd say and make the focus back onto him. Then there were times where I would reach out to John to try and get another male opinion on my relationship with my girlfriend because my girlfriend mentioned John was like a brother to him. So I assumed that he'd be a good resource since he knew my girlfriend much better than I did at the time due to being involved in her life for the past three years prior to us dating. He basically was like a brother in my girlfriend's eyes and I used that as a reason to confide in him. Well, we had a personal conversation about an issue at one point and he basically stabbed me in the back by telling her sister what I said and even completely twisted my own words so that I was viewed as this absolute jerk of a person trying to take advantage of my girlfriend. Word got back to my girlfriend, then eventually me. And initially, I said to myself, what in the world is going on? But I just accepted it and I moved on. I always had this thought in the back of my head that John was jealous of me because of all these weird reasons I couldn't quite pinpoint, especially due to breaking the bro code. And I thought to myself that maybe he viewed me as a threat, so that seemed like a logical reason why he did not want to engage with me. Before I came into the picture two plus years ago, it was only those three who supposedly were super close and she could go to John for help with her family or life issues. So hearing this initially, I'd reach out to John for help because I don't talk to any of my family and I don't have anyone who I can go to for issues like that. I always felt like he spoke to me in a very condescending tone and viewed me as if I was beneath him due to my in-game abilities and my awkward reservedness that stems from anxiety. I've tried multiple times to reach out and actually personally try to be a friend with this guy. For example, he took his car to a family mechanic and the mechanic basically destroys his engine during a rebuild, which basically left his car sitting in a garage ever since that point. I took it upon myself to go over one day, call up a car buddy who works on cars and put those two in contact with each other so that he can get his car fixed. I also went over, helped him install this roof rack that he was struggling with on his car because he looked like he could use a second set of hands. I do these things because I truly 
really try to be a good friend because no one does these types of things for me. All I've ever felt like is that I was used for someone else's personal gain because he never reaches out to me on his own accord, only when it's convenient for him. This guy, John, proved to me that he doesn't view me as a friend because he only contacts me to help him since I have tools or something along those lines. He's never called me or asked me how I was or if I wanted to join him in doing any other kind of activity. I have contacted this guy multiple times, either to hang out or to go do stuff, and I'm always told, I'm sorry, I'm busy. And this is after literally days of waiting for a reply. Even when he's not busy sitting at home gaming, I still get the same response. With all these clear examples of him not wanting to befriend me, my girlfriend still insists that I give it time, and maybe he will eventually be friends with me. I really don't know what to do at this point, because I can see that it isn't going to work with John in the slightest. But my girlfriend, for some reason, refuses to see this, and insists that we keep trying. So as of today, we're basically not speaking to each other, due to a group texting between all four of us, leading to a fallout in communication between John and I. In the conversation, John revealed his true thoughts about me, which I had a feeling was how he felt from the beginning, due to his lack of interest in befriending me. Even seeing this and knowing everything, I've been telling my girlfriend about John being the reason that we aren't friends. My girlfriend still insists we give it time and then try to become friends again. But I don't think that will ever happen. Due to us trying that for the past two and a half years, and it still hasn't happened. I really don't know where to go from here because I do care about my girlfriend, but it's like she's not willing to see things from my perspective, and it's got me questioning a lot of things about myself. And these are things that I don't even think are issues, but my girlfriend seems to believe they are. What should I do? It honestly blows my mind that your girlfriend is still trying to make you have some kind of relationship with John. John sounds incredibly toxic. He clearly does not like you, and it sounds like you've literally done everything you can to try and develop some kind of relationship with him. So the way he's acting is completely inappropriate. He also backstabbed you and told all this information about you behind your back, even though you thought you could trust him and confide in him. And honestly, in my opinion, if I was in your shoes, the second John would have done that to me, that would have been the last attempt I would have made to try and be friends with him, regardless of what my girlfriend says. Of course, I'll be cordial and I'll try to be nice and all that stuff, but we will not be anything more than that. There's just no way. So maybe I think you really need to get it through to your girlfriend that John is not a good person that you want to be around. He has clearly done you wrong in the past, and it seems like he's actively trying to push you aside and treat you like garbage, and you do not deserve that in the slightest. If your girlfriend wants to hang out with her sister, go ahead and do that. But otherwise, I just don't see why you should be forced to come along and be best friends with this absolute jerk of a person. I found my husband searching for hidden cameras for the home, and now I'm really not sure what to do, and I'm really freaked out. Here's what happened. So my husband and I have been married for two years and together for four overall. The relationship has been solid, except for some communication issues, and what sometimes feels like a guilty until proven innocent type of viewpoint that he has towards me. There is no history of cheating, lying, or anything on my end. He is just generally very distrustful of people because he thinks that most humans generally have selfish motives. We were recently driving around to furniture stores and he asked me to use his phone, which was hooked up to the GPS navigation, to put in the directions for a place that we found but couldn't remember the name of. The store page wasn't on any of his browser tabs, so I went to the browser history, knowing that we had googled it a few days before. I should mention that neither of us are protective of our phones and have always been comfortable using each other's for stuff like this, especially while driving. As I was scrolling down, I noticed that he had a cluster of searches for things like 
small hidden camera for home, or hidden camera for inside of house, and similar search terms. Now, I didn't want to make a thing of it while we were driving, so I just didn't say anything, but intended to ask about it later. Then, the more I thought about it, the more I got an awful feeling, and I still haven't said anything. We've never talked about getting cameras for the inside of our home. He does worry about intruders a lot, but it seems like an alarm system or a ring doorbell would make much more sense for that kind of thing. There were a couple of times he acted suspicious about me having people in the house while he was gone, despite the fact that I didn't have anybody over. All we had were a few things go missing or even just get misplaced, and he jumped to the conclusion that I had had someone over while he was at work and they probably stole it. Really ridiculous stuff if you ask me. Now, I'm not sure if I should bring it up or act like I didn't see anything and see what he does, if anything. My fear is I don't want to become the suspicious one and make assumptions about why he was searching for that item when it could be something totally benign, like he was talking to someone at work about it and Googled for them. So I'm not sure whether to bring it up, and if so, how do I bring it up in a way where he doesn't have a chance to make up an excuse that it isn't true? Or should I just play dumb while keeping an eye out for anything weird around my home? I'm honestly so confused and I seriously don't know what to do. Yeah, that's really, really sketchy stuff, but honestly, if you're just now seeing that on his search history, then there's a good chance he probably already has one. Like seriously, some of those hidden cameras are really freaky. They are scary things that can be hidden just about anywhere in the home, and they keep getting more and more sophisticated over time. So it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe see if you can hire someone to take a look and see if they can use some kind of tools to find any hidden cameras, or even looking on like Amazon to see if there's anything that can help you with that. That way you can check for yourself and see if there's something going on that you really don't like. And I can't think of anybody who wants to be secretly spied on. Like, there's no good reason for that. If you want to put up cameras, I think you have the right idea. Put up a ring doorbell or something similar. So hopefully there's not a secret hidden camera inside your house. Because that would be really creepy, and I don't know about you, but that would really set my nerves on fire. Knowing that there could be a hidden camera somewhere in the house, and I haven't noticed or spotted it yet. My boyfriend is upset with me because I am leaving for a month-long trip to Europe, and he can't come along with me. And now, he's implying that I'm only going to Europe so I can be away from him just to cheat on him. And I honestly don't know what to do. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for about half a year. He is taking summer classes all summer, so he can't go anywhere. Meanwhile, I got invited to a trip to Europe with my friends. It's a guy friend and a girlfriend. I will be gone for a month, and my boyfriend can't come along, but is feeling super insecure about me leaving, especially with the other men that are going to be there. I already bought tickets and can't stop beating myself up about the fact that I'm leaving on a month-long trip without my partner. And it also really hurts to see that he's upset with me leaving. I would get extreme fear of missing out because I've never traveled anywhere without my parents. This is my first time, but I also love this guy. And I'm not sure if I'm being a bad girlfriend by leaving and choosing my own experiences. I assured him I would never be unfaithful and express my appreciation and love for him. But it doesn't seem to help. I'm worried that he will leave me over this. And I would hate to choose a trip over the relationship. The friend situation is what's making him the most upset. It is a couple and another dude. And he is worried that I'm getting set up on a double date and will be unfaithful to him. And it just doesn't sit right with him. Despite me telling him how much I love him and would never cheat on him. And I don't ever have any intention to do so. I'm honestly so hurt and I'm so confused and I don't know what to do. Your boyfriend is being absolutely unreasonable. You're going on a trip to Europe. You're not going on the trip to Europe to cheat on him. He is literally only upset about this because he can't go with you. And so he's now projecting his own 
insecurities onto you that are, by the way, completely baseless claims that he's making against you for something that you haven't done and that you won't do. You've also only been dating this guy for half a year. Are you really going to let a boyfriend that you've only been dating for six months tell you not to take a once in a lifetime opportunity trip over to Europe with some friends? Like seriously, this is an easy one. And in my opinion, you would be a complete fool to not go to Europe. And you know what? If he breaks up with you, even though you know for a fact you wouldn't and won't do anything on this trip, then seriously, good riddance. Because trust, especially in the face of something like this, is so important for everybody involved. So honestly, I would go on this trip and not worry about what your partner's saying in the slightest. I know you love him and you've definitely expressed that. But just know that there's no actual problem with you going to Europe with some friends. And if anyone has a problem with it, it's your boyfriend and his weird baseless claims. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.